Talking. There's a little, not, little bit more distortion. Not like getting a coffee in the barista. It's like, tell me about your life. No, but like, you know, all these people doing like the pitch meeting stuff, it's like people are like genuinely very like kind and asking about like, I feel like I would hear people ask you about like, what has led you to this point? And in LA, a lot of people are asking me, what are you going towards? <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, there's, there's like, I think there's a thing about the South that's kind of like, Yes. It can feel it can feel a little small talky sometimes. Yeah. But then most of the time it's really just that people are genuinely kind and interested, you know. Man. Yeah. How do this work? Great. Why can't I make it? I'm glad you like it. Dude. Oof. Are you rolling, London? Yeah, I'm rolling. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're we're live. Live so, as a motherfucker. The tape be live. We are not live. If you hadn't just cursed, we would be able to use all. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, you can bleep it. Oh no, cursing. No, you can say whatever you want. I don't care. Saul's episode was uh, particularly f-word laden, so I'm gonna. Oh, that's right. I have Uh, to tag it as explicit. uh, The last one we did with Matt was as well. Yeah, Matt Hornbeck. No, Matt Krause. I wish Matt Hornbeck. I mean, I love Matt Krause, but... I I live in the same city as him, and I never see him. Maybe he just looks like just all the other beards. He's a beard. Really? Yeah. He's a big beard now. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. He looks awesome. He looks like... uh, We can't. No, dude. I look look like... My mustache grows thicker in the center. Yeah, right. So I can't even do the mustache I'm without missing, like, getting a little I'm Hitler-y. missing whole patches of hair. Yeah. Dude, I can't connect my mustache to my beard. That ain't stopped me yet. Well, yeah, you, but you got a lot of else like going a, on. Yeah. <sighs> Tell me about it. Man. Everything else. Welcome back to Gear and Beer. Today, my guest is Horace Bray. Horace? Hello. Find something to bang into this can with me. Cheers. Cheers, sir. That's how you get it going sometimes, you know? Um, what's up, dude? Not much, man. How are you? I'm uh, I'm good. It's kind of hot up here. I apologize for I'm that. I'm still recovering from the pepper that you made me eat. Yeah, that may have a lot to do with it. We did absolutely eat very hot. Rob so made us eat very hot Serrano's, and then he only took half of it. No, I ate the other half once I realized where we were all at. I didn't see him do it. Oh, man. He didn't. It's pretty bright in here for all the shade. <laughs> Thank you for coming, man. I appreciate you taking the time. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> um, I see you. You have been playing. Uh, I don't know where the edit point is going to be. I, I try to put everything in that's usable. We don't we don't put in uh, everything, but I, oh, I put yeah. in most of the good parts. Um, <laughs> the first couple of episodes, of what, listening back and putting it together, it's just a bunch of me and. Uh, 
sometimes Lyndon and sometimes Tony Campanobo saying, we're going to have to edit God. this out. It's just like, <laughs> we're no, what we're doing is sitting here creating more work for me. And I don't, I just don't know how I, I feel about that. I haven't seen Tony in a minute either because he moved out here. Yeah, he lives yeah. like an hour from here. Uh-huh. Um, it's probably about 40 minutes from downtown, but it's like a, a solid hour. He's on here. the other side of Nashville? Yeah, he's back that way west. Oh. Um, he lives in White Bluff. What? Yeah, White Bluff. White uh-huh. Bluff, Tennessee. I keep wanting and to say White House, but White, yeah, White yeah, there's Bluff. a White House and a White Bluff, and and he's married now. He is married. So, so much shit. People, man, they just keep doing stuff, and who can keep track? I of can't. It I can't. I certainly cannot. I have trouble keeping track of all of my own uh, irons in the fire sometimes, and I ain't doing shit really. So, um. Linda's making crazy faces, so I was just seeing what was happening. Um, Mike Luzecki has braids. I saw that. What? The internet told me about that. The internet also told is me he about doing, that. Is that a full-time investment? You know, when that man commits, he commits. That's true. For years, he wore, and may still, his sunglasses on his belt when he wasn't wearing them on his face. Yeah. I was like, Were man, they blue blockers? I don't know. But my my thought was... I would just, I would break them. I would I, w- I would be able to do that for about a week, yeah. and then they'd fall off. And I'd you know getting out of the car and I'd step on it. Or <laughs> welcome back to Gear and Beer, uh, where we talk about sunglasses fashion. Um, that's not true. We don't ever talk about that. I apologize for going. And there. Mike Luzecki braids. Yeah, so Mike Luzecki. So Mike Luzecki. That oh, guy man. exists. I love Mike. I lived with Mike for six months when he just got. Cat- and I took over your room. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, man. Cat and Zosimo. Dude, that was a wild house to live in. <laughs> that was a wild house to live in. For what sure. are those words that you just said? Zosimo was the, the other cat, the meaner cat. Oh, And I'm cats. extremely allergic to cats. <laughs> so I was basically near anaphylactic are they shock cats? the entire time. Yes. Oh, my God. Well, cat is Mike's cat. Cats. I don't know cat was Zosimo. Jacob Smith's cat. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. It was Jacob Smith's cat, and then he gave it to Mike. Just passing cat's still cats alive. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that was a cute. That is a cute little cat. Yeah. Tiny cat. cat he just said it's still alive. May he rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> so well, welcome back to Gear and Beer. Yeah. I'm going to keep saying that. Um, you brought this... Uh, I've said um and uh like 6,000 times already, and I just want to punch myself in the face. Uh, see? <laughs> wow. I just can't even stop. That is the Abasi guitar that you told Abbasi me you were guitar. bringing. And what you've played so far, it sounds fantastic. It does. It's kind of incredible. Because, you know, it's a little odd. It's not I mean, for the, everyone. The shape is, is definitely different, and that's cool. But the the overall style of the guitar is obviously telly yeah but yeah. It, it seems like it kind of does some things i noticed a push button yeah there's a push button it has the greg cock pickups and uh like the fishman fluence in it oh yeah that's right and basically goes from like uh like a white guard the the whole stick is that it's a white guard telly sound and then a black guard telly sound interesting so you get press it Whoa. It hits the amp a lot harder. Well, but it's way higher. Basically, output. like, uh, yeah, a couple dB of boost and then the mids switch a little bit. Okay. 
which is great. Great for a solo boost, but a lot of times sure. I just leave it on. Really? Yeah. If it's a cleaner amp, then. So the uh, in is the the black guard, or on is the black guard sound? Is that yeah. what we're saying? Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, are there... So he has a, a, a variety of designs, and this is his own brand of guitars? Uh, Tosin started his Abasi brand, I think it was like a couple years ago, and they primarily were just doing like seven and eight strings. Um, I think it was right after he left Ibanez. Well, that was my first question when he told me yeah. what it was. was like, eight string? He said, I don't know. No, yeah. There's only uh, six. Yeah, no fan frets either. Even though I do, I do really like their seven and eight string guitars. Even though I've I, never played an eight, I just have to do it with my eyes closed because like if I look down, I like it's game over. I like get so disoriented. Yeah, I played a. I sat in in Canada one time on a dude's bass that was fan frets, and I was missing. I do. I feel like when you get to like a uh, multi-scale guitar. I feel like you really need the fan frets when you go to eight strings. Sure. Or else so. it just feels really awkward. Um, even more awkward with like, you're just shoving a thicker string into a scale length that it doesn't belong in. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I, I, again, I just, I have no frame of reference. I think I've actually played a, a seven string, but when I need those heavy sounds, I just use a baritone. See, I'm a fan of baritones. I think they're great. I uh, really like Mark Letary's baritone funk mm-hmm. series as well as the records. Uh, that's cool as hell. Yeah, some dude had a baritone, a baritone resonator the other day. Really? Did that plays slide with pitch meeting. Uh, yeah. Mike yeah. Gannon, Mike Gannon, he had a baritone resonator. I've never seen that. It sounded insane it was such a such an interesting sound that's interesting to even try to imagine how that might sound the low end is it represented well in that resonator scenario i mean not not in the same way that you hear it in like mark's records or like in like the charlie charlie hunter type or any like like country baritone stuff yeah not not it's not in that same way, but it's it's more something that you would expect to hear on like a Blake Mills record or something. Okay, where it's like it's a little quirky, it's a little swampy, but it's like really interesting. I am going to look up videos of yeah. baritone resonators. I didn't even know they made them. I I didn't either until just now. Then I was. What do they say? I was today years years old. I was today years old. I was yesterday years old. So. <laughs> Uh, that tickles me because those are just two ridiculous sentences back to back. I was today years old and you were yesterday years old. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm sorry. That tickles me. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so, and you, do they come with these pickups or this is something that, this is a, a Horace thing. It came, it came with these pickups. Oh, I would be curious to try out some other ones, but like. It's a really cool concept for technology for pickups. Well, you know what the weird part is? There's no copper wire in these pickups. What are they using? They use super thin circuit boards. And they stack those around the magnet. Yeah. 
and they use those to emulate like Greg's favorite placard fifties telly. I think it was like his fifty two telly. I'm about to say fifty two is my guess. Yeah, and then and then there was some other uh like white guard telly that they emulated the other like voice from. Interesting. So they just changed the way the, the circuit boards kind of, you know, interpret the magnetic or the electrical output. That's it's above my pay grade. It is also <laughs> above my pay grade, but it it sounds good. It's like with cooking. It's like it's if it tastes good, it well, tastes good. Well, and it good. sounds good. Th- this yeah. super weird little quirky amp that I've got from my neighbor. And the cool thing is that it's dead silent. Thank you, sir. Like you can kick on, you know, kick on gain. It's like it's like still pretty. Well, and there's like seven thousand lights on in this room too. And you, you can barely. Yeah, we've got a hot level on our ears, so it'll be probably similar. Level. Is there also a gate going on of some sort? Because I feel like I could hear hum even when it was on a cleaner sound, and then after like I don't know, like ten or twenty seconds, it it completely went away. Let's see. Is it a light thing? Move back and forth. It might be that you're so close to the amp Maybe with a the pickups. Bit. Hmm. Oh, it's totally the amp. Oh, it is one hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought he's, the pickups are le- about a foot away from the yeah. amp. So, yeah, like right now I have that same. Or no, let's see the melody again. That's quiet. It's really quiet. Yeah, for the amount of gain on there. That guitar sounds cool, man. It is cool. I like it. That it is cool. sounds cool, too. Man. And it's only like five pounds or something ridiculous, so it's... I it's, love that. It's great for flying, and since it's a little shorter than a Strat, I can like really smush it in the overhead without worrying about it. Hmm. Man, I take my bass and put them in the overhead. I don't worry about that junk at all. I'm holding the wrong beer. Hey, um, Horace, do me a favor. Can you pull that mic in a little closer to your face? Yeah, like right here? Yeah. yeah. If you want to pull it in more so you don't have to lean in every time you yeah. talk. Whatever's comfortable for you, but yeah. Yeah, just right here? <laughs> yeah, put it put it like right there. Yeah. That's a good spot. That sounds a lot better, too. Thank okay, you. that's good. Oh. Sorry, I'm dealing with the beer part of gear and beer. Oh, man, it's 50%. You don't know how right you are. <laughs> um, that is a that is a cool guitar, and it sounds good. Can it's you? Would you really mind comfy like to play too? Would you mind like just kind of playing a little bit in each position with each of the the white and the black guard? Yeah, so I'll, I'll roll down the volume a little bit so it's not hitting the amp as hard. But so white guard settings first. It's like really good clean. There's like a clarity to it, to the yeah. top end mm-hmm. that I like. A glassy yeah. kind of a thing. It's not as sassy as I need for some things. Sure. But, you know, then in terms it of lacks workplace, bite a little bit. I mean, that, it's great for like the princey shit. Like, Can we maybe ease off on that verb over there? Oh, yeah, for sure. 
I don't mind a little bit. That's just kind of a lot. I know. Yeah, for the Prince thing, for sure. Give me one second. It's a hall sent into a chamber. Yeah, that's that's way better. You can hear so much more of the character of it. That sounds great. It actually sounds with that verb gone. It's, you can really, yeah. You can hear this the different all the the string separation when you're digging in like that. I mean, you're probably not digging in like I do. I played, yeah, like uh, you know, and by I do I mean too hard, yeah, yeah. So but maybe maybe it'll be good to show the difference if I say like, like neck with the white guard, neck with the black guard. So it kicks yeah. up and kicks up a decibel or two, and then uh kind of changes the way the mids are voiced especially yeah they're punchier the other one's kind of a little scoopy yeah which i guess this is actually i think this is modeled a it was like an out of phase middle like the two pickups out of phase i think is what it's modeled after more stratty a little bit oh yeah that's cool that's a really cool feature to have mm-hmm. on a tally too. Then on the black guard. That's hitting the amp pretty hard, but beefy boy. That's kind of an unpleasant breakup. Yeah. It's not it's not what I'm used to. Yeah. Well, and I, I do you know what the output on those pickups are? I don't think it's too be, hot. I'll definitely put all the links to this guitar. I don't think it's thing. too hot, but it's probably on the hotter side of tele pickups. So most of my guitars are pretty low output, and I don't recall getting that particular sound out of this. I've only played through it just a little bit recently. Uh, my neighbor Joe gave it to me. Like He didn't give it to me. He, I asked him to borrow it about a week ago, and me and Boo sat here and went through like... A bunch of different cab settings and just a bunch of different guitars, and I don't remember notice. I don't remember hearing that. Well, here, let me turn it down and kind of emulate a little lower output, because that that does get you like. Hey, yeah. That gets you a little. And then with the black art. Get that, and then, then you get the you get the bridge. This is the white. I really like how how clear and balanced it is. I mean, it's bright, but it still has all the other characteristics of the frequency spectrum. Yeah, it's kind of. There's something boosty sounding about the low end to me. I don't know if it's just hmm. playing through this speaker cabinet or something. I don't know. I can try a different speaker cabinet. Can we want. can we throw yeah. it to a different one and then maybe go through them again yeah. and just hear the This is the uh this is the Greenbacks with a 414 and a 121. Okay. Um, this is I I mean That's the tweed which obviously is much less beefy. Tweed 410 or uh, 112. 112. Okay, old copy. Yeah, like old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then let me give you like a deluxe, but without all this verb. 
You want this tuner? I got one. Those are interesting looking tuning. Uh, yeah, they're you know, hip shot. They're like T's and whatnot. Yeah, I've never used these tuners <clears throat> before. Um, I've never even seen them. They look cool. Yeah. They've they got a locking cool. mechanism on the back, it looks like. Yeah, hip shot locking. The brass brass gear. I don't think. Oh, well, no, my PRS has locking tuners on it, but I, my, my other one's my well, last What kind of PRS do you have? I have a... You have a Custom 24? Yeah. Do you like it? I love it. I'm like maybe trying to cop one of those next week. It's... I gutted it. And you should play it at some point. What did you... How did you gut it? you just switch out the pickups and stuff? I went through a bunch of their pickups, and it, this was 10... Nine, ten years ago, probably. And... I just couldn't I couldn't find what I liked. Everything kind of had this thing going on. Yeah. And was like super high output and like geared towards playing like high high gain kind of stuff. And that's just not not ever been what I was looking for uh as a, you know, playing a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. So I got these Klein, the guy from Denton. Ah. 58 and a 59 PAF. These are the old ones without the exactly correct corners to be like his best offering i didn't for realize the total that he was in denton i yeah. have klein pickups in my telly the 58 52s the brad paisley 52s or what epic 52s i can't remember i know there's That's the, broad, the broadcaster one ones oh broadcaster yeah i have i have the epic 52s in my in that black or that burst telly and I have some like weird one-offs that Boo gave me, and I also have like another set and bridge and an extra bridge pickup with a plate over here that he made when he was like not a company and was just, like figuring it out, and that he gave to Boo. He's like, I've got all these pickups that I I don't you know I'm not using. Put them in something, and I said okay, and oh. so I did, and they sound inter- like the the Strat pickups I have. I have in that Strat downstairs that's currently holding three hats, and. <laughs> <laughs> it, they are so they're they were labeled vintage and they are so low output it's you can't play another guitar on a gig where you're playing that unless you have a pedal specifically to bring it really up to where everything that else low is. output i don't know i haven't measured those pickups but they're just puny in the most vintage like clear sounding way yeah yeah because i i had a I've been playing a PRS five nine four hollow body okay. for a bit, which was great. But then, like, I started to try to use it on some pop gigs, and it just it doesn't do that thing. Right. It does a lot of other things well, sure. But that's what I was thinking about cr- trying to grab one of those for. They're cool, man. Like, I when I do sessions, everyone likes that guitar for a variety of things. Those, especially with those pickups, I can I can do a spanky. Uh, country telly sound if I need it. I can do a Gibson bridge sound. I can do, you know, mm. gl- glassy neck and big fat warm Les Paul. Like it's, it's very PRS and the fact that it kind of can do the Fender thing and it can kind of do the Gibson thing. It's just kind of somewhere in the middle doing its own thing. Yeah, that works for a lot of different stuff. I've always loved the way the guitar plays. Every one of their guitars is just a master piece of they, craftsmanship they play amazingly 
They like literally everyone I think I've ever played. Even like the SE models. Like, yeah, I had an SE that played like a dream. Oh yeah, I remember the black one. Yeah, that right, you painted. Right. My dad still <laughs> no, has. I did not paint, but somebody mm. got. Yeah. Oh yeah, the one that was made out of uh, covered you get, in bed like, liner like car paint. Yeah. Did, did you get rid of that one? <laughs> yeah, I did. I just got yes, he got rid of, of his bed liner PRS. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded a little choked off to say the least. Well, yeah, you you got to get got to get a good seal on bed liner. You don't want it to you don't want it to rust. Oh my God, yeah, it had a giant guitar condom on it. To say the absolute very least, because it. Well, that's no, that's true. not even apt because you can remove a condom. That's something made to go over something. Yeah. That thing ain't coming off. You can't even refinish it. No. No. You it can... was literally car paint. It was like, it's like what they painted the the Batmobile in. It's like, it's matte black car paint. To any future luthiers out there, do, do not, not recommend. Do that. <laughs> oh, I guarantee whoever did that was not a luthier. I know. Surely. Surely. Came stock from Yes, I'm serious. And stop calling me Shirley. A little throwback to the one of our recent episodes that I released. Do you know the movie Airplane? World record for the most jokes in a movie. Really? It's like, a, it's like a joke every two seconds or something. It's it's obscene. I want to go, I want to revisit those because I, uh, you know, age, I'm about to show my age here, but it's probably been two decades at least since I've seen any of those movies. I don't really remember much. I remember, yeah, because you were a year I old. I remember the one that I just said and then maybe another one or two, but I don't, I couldn't come up with them on the spot. Yeah. It's time for a revisit. I used to watch a lot of movies and television, and I still really enjoy it. I've had no time. I've, I've watched maybe an hour of TV in the last month, which is fine. I mean, I'd look, rather, I'm, I'm glad I have stuff to do. Yeah. But I'm going to take some time at some point. And watch Airplane? I'm going to watch it, man. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> so... I guess my next question is, <laughs> who counts the jokes? What criteria are they basing that on? Is it like a? I mean, obviously, there's like you have to identify the different kind of joke. There's one-liners, yeah. and then there's setup and punchline and blah blah and blah. It's like physical humor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I believe it though. Just I, yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's all. I have no trouble believing that, it. I'm oh, yeah. just for that movie. I mean, all the jokes in that movie are like. Uh, I wouldn't say any of them are subtle. That's fair. They're all kind of like slap, slap, slapstick, slapstick, slapstick in the comedy. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> slapstick comedy, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Um. Uh, okay, sorry. I was looking at the. No, we're good. We're good. The thing. I was looking at the little tiny Linden in the in the screen. Oh, uh, the little Linden. Look at him. Yeah, I'm already little. That's what we're saying. Yeah, you're in the screen as well. <laughs> Did you hear us? Travel size. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Works out sometimes. Hey, man. Have Linden will travel size. <laughs> that. Maybe the worst joke I've made on this <laughs> that podcast. One was, that one wasn't that great. No, 
It wasn't. But you know what, Horace? I tried. You did, and that's really I tried to matters. express myself through comedy. And you know what I failed? But I won't stop trying. No. Nor would I expect you to. Excuse me for a moment. Thank you. What's that beer? This is Sycamore's Drippy India Pale Ale. Sycamore. You can make your check payable, too, at Guitar Killa. <laughs> Just at your Instagram. Yeah. Handle. That's my Venmo. Oh, make okay. your check payable to at, to at my Venmo, bro. Um, no, seriously, though, uh, we need beer sponsors. Maybe you? I looked at the camera for the listeners. They looked back. <laughs> That's good. Stare deep into my eyes. You will see tacos for dinner. That's the last thing I looked at other than this. Dude, I'm wearing those tacos. I'm feeling it. I only had one, and I feel like I literally feel like I'm about to explode. I'm so full. Whoever poops first tomorrow to start the text thread from that Serrano. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna come oh, back yeah, with that's the not gonna oh, be, that's I, not gonna be great. So you guys know what that's called. There's a, a saying for that that my you don't. Let, let me let me start that over. Tell me. There's a saying for that that my buddies and I came up with I think probably twenty five years ago. And when you do the thing that you're talking about, it's called Bruce Ring Sting. What? What's the context? The con- the context is peppers on the way out. But why Bruce? Ring. Yep, I know ring. I get the ring Sting! part. Sting. <laughs> yeah, Bruce like, Ring Sting. Oh, oh Bruce Springsteen. Okay. okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, Bruce Ringsteen. Now that was. Now you have made. You're the worst you're joke way of the off. It's, I didn't say Jesus. I said Bruce Ringsteen. Yeah, far from Jesus. Yeah, Bruce Ringsteen is far from that. One is a deity. The other is a name for peppers on the way out. I don't even feel comfortable Although talking you, about. This you might anymore. see God. No. In the in the ladder, uh, well, you could talk me into s- s- Satan. I don't, I don't know that I don't know that's ever been a pleasant. Anyway, so we got this little cool. amp over here for my neighbor, and it sounds really good with Horace's uh, Abasi. What a, is their name for this model of guitar? The Space T. Is it called the Bruce Rings? <laughs> the Space T. The Space T. That's apt. I would say. I would agree. What's the what's the um, name of the company that made the amp? Uh, so it, it says Precision Electronics, and That's I right. will have to get the info from Joe again. He's told me probably three times this, the deal with it. But I, from what I there were a underst- PA speaker, yeah. PA from what amps. I understand, it's yeah. like an old school PA head, yeah. Which is kind of how like some of the Fenders started, right? Like yeah. bandmaster. It's got stage master. I think it's got two EL eighty fours or one EL eighty four. It's like a ten watt amp. Now, I looked them up on Reverb when you sent me a picture. I can't find I any of these. There's other models, yeah. Though. But for like three hundred bucks, yeah. Really? So if you're listening to this and you like the sound of the amp. Go check it out on Reverb. I mean, you can fine-tune it to, like, get really glassy, clean sound. It's oh, yeah. thick and got all that harmonic richness. Yeah. It uh, sounds really sounds You don't fantastic. really... Uh, there's a tone knob, and it's kind of just works like a, a brightness 
Yeah. Or a presence, rather. Right. Which can also affect how much breakup you're getting, too. So Yeah, so like I'm just going to turn this. Those things in. So one of these knobs is like an aux or phono knob. You are listening to the Gear and Beer Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Bobby Jam's Kitchen. Want to take your home cooking to the next level? Need new recipe ideas or meal inspiration? Like, follow, and subscribe to Bobby Jam's Kitchen on YouTube and Instagram. At Bobby Jam's Kitchen. Cook your food and eat it. So this knob says Ox Phono. It's this old PA head, this Precision Electronics. And just, yeah, just give me some some strumming or something. And it like... The breakup sounds better on this guitar than it did on the Abasi. That's true. Still pretty spitty, but yeah. So this is the Phono side. And as I turn it... When you go to the middle, it just kind of it's a little lower output, huh. and then when and then when you you just go towards the other side, it's, it starts sounding just the same as the other side. Interesting. Is that it's got this pretty functional tone knob? Yeah. You can get pretty dark. Yeah. It's not a super wide sweep, and but pr- it's, it's like not. it's functional. Ooh. 24 frets. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Wes Stevenson would approve this guitar. He just All he wants is a jazz bass with 24 frets, bro. He got one, and it's freaking sweet. But shout out to Wes for being grumpy. I wonder if... What what are the outputs on the back? What are the outputs on the back? Because it has aux and phono as if there were aux and phono outputs on the back. I'm not going to look because I'm honestly... Yeah, there's a lot of things to move around there. Oh, no, it's not as high as I thought. The only two outputs are aux and phono. Okay, so that's got to be what it is. And they're like single RCA jacks. But it's weird that the knob, and it may have been... I think you're sitting... You have it sitting on something back there. Oh, yeah, you got an adapter under there. There you go. Cool. That'll make for some great audio. Um, sponsor, so, sponsor so my neighbor was saying that the, the guy that built it apparently like or originally built them or designed them or something like lives here and he had him redo it or I don't have any of the information, which is just horrible on my <laughs> end. But did your did your neighbor get that like a long time ago or I don't think so. He's a younger man than really. Okay. Yeah. Here's what I'd like for you to do. I'm gonna crank this amp to noon and i would like for you to adjust with your volume knob and mm-hmm. see if you can get a, a fatter clean sound that way whoa that sounds nice that actually sounds really nice keep rolling it back that pretty much all the way down okay i'll give you a little bit back now do now do what you like 
That's got a really nice airiness to it. We're getting a little bit of your pick through the vocal mics, too. Yeah. That's just the natural breakup and verb from the ox. There's not even any pedals on. It's not even tuned. Yeah, man. Who needs tuning? It's only been sitting over. Oh, no. Actually, I just put it in there today. I took it to my gig on Monday. I didn't play it. I played that. This thing plays great. It does play great. It's a little higher action than I would probably have on. But all of my guitars are going to feel like that. Yeah. If you play my Nash telly, you will not like it. (laughs) I've gotten used to it. I kind of like it. I, I, I like it. It makes me play differently. I, it, it kind of influenced me to raise my action a little bit because I, I don't. There's something about it. It, it feels nice. There's a snap to it. Yeah, it feels nice. It gives your string more room to vibrate for bending and like digging uh, in, like I do. You know, just it just it helps ease how hard I just seem to naturally play. But it also kind of makes me play with a little more technique. So yeah, I got that tremolo, got that steel guitar. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Going both ways. This guitar is really cool. I, I do feel like something like this is more usable than like the fully hollow five nine four. Even though I'm a sucker for hollow bodies, you know. I love them. I I don't have a a three thirty five, but I, this Sheraton is a three thirty five, basically with many humbuggers which is weird for 65 from what i understand as is the all black but it's, yeah it it sounds cool too Ooh. yeah that thing gets that's telly right i get that spanky <laughs> i wonder how it takes pedal at that volume at that volume? Yeah. What pedal is it? Was that the chime? I put on the light speed. Ah. It adds some body to it. It's nice. I think that that pedal pairs especially well with this amp because it, it kind of scoops out some of the low mid, mm. but it, it just somehow tightens up the low end too. And it's got that sparkly thing like a matchless or something class A oh no the chime is not even close to set <laughs> that's the chime it kind of that kind of functions the same way it's a different mid color man I I love the way I said them anyway. I love the Petty John stuff, man. E- even that iron that I have, man. It. I've only ever I, played this I one. I don't keep pedal. it super hot, but like I've used the pre-drive. Have you used any Petty John only pedals? on your board? Only on your board. Okay. And I mean, now you've used the the chime a little bit, but um, man, they're just killer. I mean, I've heard really great things about them. I'd like to hear this EQ pedal. Would you mind playing some more? Is that the Boss EQ? Yeah. Okay. Do you have it set for a mid boost? No. Well, kind of, but not really. It's almost just like I have it set for like a couple of dB boost and like just kind of a fatness. Yeah. But it it also crisps up because it kind of like scoops the high mid a little bit. 
Like solo boost. This thing is very twangy. It totally can be. But... Now open that bridge pickup up some. That's not a very good sounding overdrive. It's the wrong kind of spitty. Yeah, on this amp, it's... That's just the amp. That's just the amp? Yeah. Wow. You know what it sounds like? Shit. You know that, uh... (laughs) You know that recording of it? It's like the first overdrive when they're playing the bass out of, like, the busted console. I don't... No, I don't know what you're referencing. It's like this old country song <laughs> where there's the bass player and it's like they just kept it. It's the first use of Overdrive. I wish I could remember which song it was. I'm sure. Linda, f- he'll, uh... he'll make a note and I'll, I'll put a <laughs> yeah. link. Put a, put a link in it. But it kind of sounds like that. Try some. I'm gonna put all the tone down. That sounds a little bit better, actually. Now it's totally a fuzz. Yeah, it sounds very fuzzy. Hey, that sounds really cool, actually. I like that. Very overtony. It's it's got some weird crispies in there that I don't like. Yeah, the little. Yeah, the zippery sound and hide stuff. Pretty, pretty well cranked too. See that tone though, that tone. That's a. Uh, reminds me of something. How does it sound if you clean it up and then give it more gain, like from the pedal board? Good. Sorry. That's light speed and Petty John. I forgot to turn the pedal camera can you, on. Can you turn your tone knob up a little bit? Yeah. It's it's different, but it's it's cool. It's Actually, an interesting pedal platform. It's a little particular. My yeah. favorite was the one before this, when it was just that all farty. Yeah. Because wait, what tone was it? On With your board? tone knob down. Yeah, like because you can really if yeah. if you use your touch. Yeah. It's very reactive. I just love that kind of... That's a pretty big range for just using your hands, you know? Which is both a testament to your touch and the touch of the amp. (laughs) 
I kind of love that though. It's gnarly. Like if you could, <laughs> it's ultra specific. Yeah, it is. Like having you know going into a chorus like that. It's got a very Daniel Lenoir thing to it. To me. This sounds like an amp that Gideon would like. Yeah, I need to call him back or reschedule him. Wait, Gideon, I don't know uh, what he, Gideon he's playing. Yeah. yeah, he's playing projector yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's basically like the East LA sounding dude out here. He he definitely does his thing. He's a good like a steel player. I don't know. He's a good, yeah, he also like sounds good doing the straight up. Player. Yeah, he he sounds good doing the straight up country thing too. Oh yeah, I, I'm a big fan of his playing. Yeah, but like he's the only Rockwell, other Texas place boy. I've seen those projector amps is in like very specifically like. This East LA guitar crew. You know what? There's a builder. I like a Blake Mills um, thing though, too. Isn't it? Yeah, like Blake yeah. Mills, Mason Stoops. Is the is projector a brand? No, no it's, it's they're literally literally converted pro- okay. movie projectors. So that's what I was thinking. There's a guy. I cannot think of the name of the builder, but there's a guy in Ukrainian village neighborhood of Chicago that builds those as well. Mm. And man, I I'll try and think of his name, but. uh it's really cool stuff. Thank you. I'm gonna uh, mute my yeah, mic. about to say mute that before one you do that, but uh, I forgot to do that earlier. I meant to. Um, do you want to hear that through the match list or something? Yes. Okay. Um, Even though it's like these pickups aren't going to be in one that I get, but but no, but they are available as far as I know, yeah. and. He's got really respectable prices. I mean, I think that those, I think that those were two hundred bucks a piece. Yeah, that's like that seems pretty. The clients, yeah, yeah, pretty okay. standard. As, as much money as I know that dude has spent figuring out. He took Brad Paisley's actual fifty-two Tele pickup and sent it to various labs to have all the different parts analyzed, and then he figured out how to get stuff made as close to if not identical makeups of those materials and then like made these epic 52 pickups they sound crazy um uh is that the guy that builds guitars as well no okay you're thinking of big john no, there's Klein guitars. Yeah, there's Klein guitars. Oh, kind of the, yeah, Klein guitars. Like like, like what Frizzell uh, was using and Fred. And, or uh, or Tim Miller yeah, had one, right. the headless thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, Is that the I one actually, that Mark has? Uh, Is that a Klein? Think, he might have a Klein. I wouldn't be surprised. A lot of like no, the, North the Texas Mark, guys. No, Mark Jones' is actual Tim Miller. Oh, Mark guitar. Jones, no. Okay. That's... Uh, um, uh, it's kind of like Strandberg, but it's not the same company. Do, doesn't even matter yeah. if it's not the one. Um, man, I was actually thinking um, that the Abbasi thing, and it's interesting. I think you could see this with plenty as well. There's a huge Tim Miller influence in totally, both of totally. those dudes, and I think it's an admitted. I've even seen videos I mean, of Tim Miller sitting in with, with plenty. plenty yeah. uh, Tim Tim did a guest solo on Plenty's last EP. Did he really? Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. that. I've definitely seen that video of Tim sitting in. But Tim is a I freaking love Tim. Yeah, well, I think I think one of the things that's interesting about that whole thing, and this 
kind of ties into the Klein thing is that the Klein is like a maybe you could say the original space age telly yeah it's very much the telly setup and it's sort of the blueprint for what tim miller started doing with his guitar setup that um the other company made i can't remember now he's with carvin um kiesel oh it's kiesel that's right carvin owns kiesel don't they don't it's, know. It's very complicated. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, I know. think Kiesel is the holding <laughs> <Yeah>. company. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's super interesting, man. And I think the Abbasi thing, yeah. it's like obviously a little bit of an ode to that. That's a cool evolution of guitar kind of a thing. Though. Yeah. It's like, I was specifically referring to your uh, Abbasi, what do they call it? Spacey T? Yeah, Space Spacey T. What's that? What's it called? Space T. Space T. But I'm gonna call it Spacey T now. Spacey T. Spacey Spacey Casey needs a Spacey T. Spacey Casey. Um, well, I forget what I was gonna say. Oh, I, I just it's a cool evolution of a very modern piece of gear that uh, does what all good modern gear does and replicates old gear well. Yeah. Why is it? That all the old shit sounds so good. Why does it still well, sound well, as good? What is your theory on that? My theory Sir. is that the stuff that has survived this long in good condition was either played a bunch because it was really fucking good. Yeah. Or it was just preserved really well. But even like the nice Gibson that's like someone finds in someone's grandma's attic or something, those don't usually play that great because they've just gone through they've just been dragged through the dirt right um but a lot of these guitars it's it's like saying oh the bands were way better in the 70s well we will only remember the good bands from the 70s totally you know people will be saying the same thing about like now it's like like they'll what people really mean is by that in my opinion is that they just prefer the music of the 70s which is fine people don't be so argumentative that's but, my, that's my but we're saying. also like you know with modern music and modern guitars we're the ones that are sorting it for the next generation That's we're the fair. ones that are deciding what will be remembered so a lot of these guitars it's like you know only the really well-made martins made it this far from the 40s yeah you know yeah. i have sure. a i have a it's probably i'm probably not the first to have this hypothesis uh and it is probably not even mine but i feel like i had this original thought in my own brain that is there has to be it's a it's a two factor thing at least as far as the vintage gear one is the fact that the amount of magnetism fades over time mm-hmm. and as it fades highs and lows are brought in and the sound is sweetened and and widened as the output is reduced also old gear played or otherwise is definitely harder wood so harder wood resonates better regardless yeah. of what you cover it with whether and they also were only using nitro for the most part back in the day yeah which is uh, has you know i don't think anybody would argue that that's the better sounding coating well, for I, think, an instrument. I think it helps that the wood is uh because uh, okay wood, wood for, was also harder because it's, it's not but fresh it's ass out. trees it, right it's it's an older wood so it's dry it, less it's less also, dense wood these days due to all the yeah stupid practices of humans well the younger one the younger wood is the grain is actually closer together it's actually more dense wood but like if you play like an older acoustic particularly one with um 
a, a thin finish on it. Like I played a 59 J45 the other day. Mm. Oh my God, dude, the thing sounded amazing. And I think part of that is like the brittleness of the instrument and plus the quality of the wood. Yeah. Like it has this resonance about it. It just like, it opens up. The sound comes from everywhere. It feels like, Yeah. you know what I mean? And I think that's like why a lot of people say that lighter instruments, lighter guitars sound better. Because the wood is less dense? Yes. There's and a, more resonant. That makes sense. That's that's Jack Pearson's whole thing. Um, is that why he plays bullet strats? <laughs> that man straight up told me, one day I hope to have $1,000 worth of these. <laughs> of so a Which is like eight of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen Jack in like three years, man. Is he not doing the station and residency anymore? I don't know what's what he's been doing since. COVID. I heard I heard he's he's become a little bit of a shut in since COVID because okay. I mean obvious reasons. Yeah, sure. Like it's not the best time to go out, but I think I think he's starting to go out again. Okay, oh, I hope so. I, I haven't I seen him. See him. I haven't yeah. seen anything about him. Man, um, this is a shame. I absolutely love Jack. <clears throat> so. Horace, uh, yes. what is going on in your musical world? Oh, like, God. what do you, where are you working on? Who are you playing with? What are your plans for the future? Is yeah. there any music you've got? Talk out for that ten you minutes, and then we'll be right back. <laughs> okay, uh, now I'm practicing my scales. <laughs> yeah, but do you play your E minor pentatonics and then your F minor pentatonics? How, are you learning to connect your box shapes, bro? Whoa, whoa bro! This is, to a, build this is the a gear show. It's easy. <laughs> um. No, I've been doing, I've recently been doing a lot of production work, both with my own like songwriting and then for some other artists as well, you know, doing a lot of like indie folk type things, but I've also been like, you know, dabbling in the trap beats and the, you know, more electronic leaning things. We were talking Um, earlier, we, we like a a diverse variety of music. Yeah. It's cool to try to put stuff together. It's cool. We like to put the show crow next to the sugar in the playlist. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I... I'm I'm just a happier person when it's like that. Too much of one thing makes that thing suck. Yeah. Yeah. So It's true. I like to do a variety of things. Play a variety of instruments in a variety of gigs personally. Yeah. Uh, do you have do you have more like uh improv based music like instrumental stuff that you're working on? Not really to to for records. Um have I you think about, I think like putting out EPs on just like digital release EPs. Yeah, yeah, I thought about it, but it's like if it's not what you want to do, it's not what you want. It's to do. well, I still do it a lot on gigs, but oh, okay. I don't I haven't really been wanting to record that music cuz it takes such a special group of people. Sure. And then cuz I I never want to do one of those like hired gun improv based albums cuz it just doesn't the intimacy isn't there. Sure. I mean, the thing about my record, Dream State, that was really special is that we spent years playing that music together. Yeah, yeah you guys you guys built a whole yeah. repertoire and influenced each other's styles. Yeah, um, that was like that yeah. was a really important thing to document. But Be right, sure to link that record. It is that was fantastic. you, Mike, and Matt, right? And Connor did hey, a couple Connor. of tracks, okay. and then Colin Campbell on keys. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. Jake Greenberg, yeah. thank you for Ooh. recording and mixing that. Did he Jake do that? recorded that? Jake recorded that. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, man, didn't he and uh, Campanobo and somebody else all live together, right? Uh, who's the drummer um, that he lived with? Uh, wasn't there a drummer that he lived with as well? Uh, no, yeah, there was somebody was else. Was it Andrew? Yeah. 
No, no, no. It was a like Hispanic dude. Lupe Barrera. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Lupe. Oh, Lupe because he had him in a bunch of videos. I assumed that they lived together. Yeah, yeah, Tony. Well, that just used to be Tony's trio. I don't know that. I don't know they necessarily lived together, but Tony. I don't know if Lupe lived there. Okay. Tony's first record, I think, is Lupe and Jake. I assumed that they lived together because every video he posted was all the three of them. Um, I don't know. Um, I can't remember if uh, both of Tony's records are. Well, the first one is Denton guys, and I think he did. I think he did everything except for one bass part on this new record. Oh yeah, because he just dropped that. It's the EP, I guess. It's five tunes. Uh, I think it's great. Yeah. Um, I. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's like, no. You talk. I okay. Uh, I'm so just kidding. It's my podcast. You're. Right? <laughs> you're. Uh, most recent record, Fame, Fortune, and Perfume. Yeah. Um, who played on it? Uh, that was. Did you write everything? That was all me. I remember um, you showed me Masters. Do you remember showing me Masters? Of that one? I think I was yeah, living in the Chicago golf tournament. When you showed me Masters. Or you showed me that what would you were have been on. probably the one before then. Really? Do you have? Uh, is it on Spotify though? Fame, Fortune, and Perfume. Uh no, um, I I only in terms of full albums I only see Dream State and Fame, Fortune, and Perfume. All I can think of when London talks is how many edits I have. Yeah, to yeah. Make. There should be one called Rosa as well. Oh, it was released. Okay, I see, I see. So that is what it was. Yeah, I, I, I think that one was Rosa, which is I more like my, my darling, my dear. Yeah, it's so way more acoustic. Okay, that is what it was. That is what it was. That is what it was. That, but then that Fame, Fortune, and Perfume, I produced and did everything myself. And then had a you know a great a great uh, guy named Juan Ariza come in. And he helped me like mix it and get it all together. And then John Rezin did like Final Mix okay. and Master. Um, but like in terms of like building everything out, that one was just me. That was my first like real proper dive into production. Okay. And then right now, I keep on trying to write instrumental songs. But then I just keep on writing lyrics over them. So do whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, as much as I love, Express I love the improv yourself. based music. Hey, you um, have a great sense of melody too, man. In, yeah, in addition to all thing. the cool rhythmic stuff that you do. Uh, I wasn't trying to say. Uh, yeah. Screw Horace Bray. I get it. Uh, you want more guitar lyricists? I, yeah, I just want. I just want. I like that. I loved that. You know that. That's what I know you as. That's what I've, I've seen you do. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because like we went to school together and mm-hmm. like... When, I know you do the other when stuff. When we shared bills, it was yeah, yeah, for instrumental sure. jazz. So like, you know, like hearing you kind of grow into this like uh, solo artist where like you're you're like the the lead singer and stuff too. It's yeah. Kinda, it's cool. It's just something that I didn't foresee. Yeah, um, I mean, I still I still do a lot of gigs where it's like just guitar. Yeah, you, but, who's the who's the drummer cat that you've been playing with a lot? Um, oh, to, Tyler Hammond. That might be it. Um, kind of jazzy like guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been playing in his group at Black Rabbit Rose in L.A. Okay, who's which in has that been group? Really fun. Uh, it's me, Tyler Hammond. Uh, and then the rest of the cast kind of switches out. So the Tyler just, Hammond that I know is definitely not the one y'all are talking this about. This is like some <laughs> crazy jazz drummer who's also like could be a professional skateboarder. Oh, dude. He's like insane. What is it with skateboarding and, and jazz drummers? Like Greg Sadler? 
Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen him Oh, so because there's two yeah. of them, there's some sort of crazy connection? Oh, my God. They're always the same. Matt Young skateboarded, you know too. What? Is he really? Yeah. Well, tell somebody tell that son of a bitch to stay off a of skateboard. We don't need him messing up them hands. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not I, at all. I love the way that dude plays. And great dude. Yeah. That always makes the playing better when the dude is also great. You well, know? That you, can, you can hear the intent. Touche, sir. You know. Never really thought about it that way, but that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. You can always tell, especially with drummers, when they just want to hear themselves play. Sure. Even if they don't play a lot. I would say guitar players are equally. Oh, yeah, we're not. At least we're around not here, available. they're equally uh, guilty of a lot yeah. of that. I try not to be, but I'm sure that I am. I'm sure somebody walked in at, to a gig that I was playing and was like, ugh, and then left because yeah. of the amount of notes. Also... I, you know, especially like a downtown bar gig, I I just I, that is a little bit more of a self serving gig though. I take chances. Yeah. <laughs> I live fast and I take chances. The fast live hard. That's the way it goes. Um, but the whole the whole intent thing that that actually that connects with my brain. Excuse me. Um, but at the same time, there are also some amazing players who are just pricks yep uh rick with a p if you prefer i'm not i don't know same but that's okay it's okay (laughs) it's okay guys are you guys you guys all right never met him you guys know rick with a p you guys don't know him never met the prick I like the snack. You know, I don't typically like the super high gloss. But yeah, that's in the, the right part. in the right environment, I mean, it's great. Not outside gigging. Not, yeah, you, you not at an outside gig in Nashville. But say don't don't play that outside here or anywhere in Texas. Yeah, you'd probably be fine in Arizona or the like, somewhere dry. Yeah, it's good. I like the guitar. It's I like the color. I just. I'm scared to play it because I don't want to end up on rigs of dad. <laughs> I know. You're the one the one I'm looking at is like the shoes. really dark red one, which I feel like, like Yeah, which I feel like is one of their better finishes. I love of, a white one. That'd be cool. Man, I so I, the guy I was just about to bring up the a, a Texas blues legend, late Texas blues legend Bugs Henderson uh had He's like one of the first guitars that Paul made. And it was, wow. it was a red, uh, I think it was a custom, red custom 24. Yeah, because that was like the first one. Yeah. And it, red with gold, which, but, you know, but the red was like, it was amazing. He even made a, you know, he made a record called Daredevil of the Red Guitar. There's, you know, I, yeah. just, I remember him he always played that guitar so when i was in sixth grade he was a friend of my dad's and i i w- went over to his house to get a guitar lesson and uh i had my guitar with me but he's like you want to play one of my guitars and i was like uh sure and he gave me this uh swamp ash prs it was white with like a dark grain like a translucent oh. white it was so badass man was it high gloss finish like that yeah 
Okay. Because I don't know that I've ever played a PRS that didn't have a high gloss finish. Except for the one that you had with bed liner on it? Yeah. <laughs> no, it had a high gloss finish under the bed liner. Oh, okay. oh like they, they didn't on strip, top? They didn't strip the finish. They just <laughs> put oh it straight God. on top. <laughs> Man, what the hell? And what you hell? bought that from somebody. I bought that from somebody, and I, I will say I sold it for more than I bought it for. Well played, sir. Yeah. Hey, that's how you that's how you do something wrong right. So well done. Well done in that regard. Mr. Uh Guitardi. It was literally a Batman themed guitar. The It had gold hardware with matte black finish. All you were missing was a, like a, a Batman graphic wrap on it over the bedliner. <laughs> This one's interesting, though, because it's before they switched to just using brass for all the contact points. Yep, those, so as you can see, they, they used to be, like, painted or, or like, anodized or something, and it's just worn off. Doing too many palm mutes. Dude, that guitar scene a chugger, too. <laughs> I played that I played that in a metal band for a while. I'm, I'm sorry, what metal band was that? Uh, it was called... <laughs> We're going to watch some videos after this. Oh, is this one of the Denton bands with a really great name? No, this was a Garland band, wasn't it? Um, Yeah, I guess it kind of was a Garland band. It was a Dallas band, we'll call it. Okay. It was a Dallas band. It was something that I did when I was like 20 to 25, and it took me a lot of very, very weird and cool places, including uh, running into... Not running into standing perfectly still and startling Eddie Van Halen at uh, Dimebag Daryl's funeral of all places. Exactly, it took me a lot of. You went very to Dimebag ri- Daryl's funeral. I did. Um, it was weird. He's he rode in my truck once up Vinny's driveway in the pouring rain. Wow, I've had a bunch of very weird experiences through through that all through that band. Met a bunch of interesting people. Found out that Rob Zombie was about a foot shorter than I thought he was. <laughs> Wait, how tall is he? Five three, bro. I I'm growing sorry. up seeing that Thunder Kiss sixty five. I picture I pictured him as like six five. I was literally about to say in the Thunder Kiss sixty five video, they all look like giants. They yeah. they look like they're six five, and. <laughs> Powerful. They're still very powerful. He was wearing some like uh, very uh, kiss-looking footwear and was still shorter than his wife, who was of very modest size. This is, of course, Sherry Zombie that we're talking about. Sherry Zombie, <laughs> yes. Uh, and badass-looking dude. Yeah, he, no, no. You want to talk about somebody who knows what they want to do and does the shit out of it? That guy, he's into the... He's into corpses and crazy like uh what i would call electrosexual metal electrosexual <laughs> i've never heard yeah. that term i just made it up it may be apt it may not but anyway so that terrible terrible band that i was in took me a bunch of weird places including all the ones that i just said so, well, Horace, I mean, 
you came over here, man, and I appreciate you for that. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really dig that guitar. I'll be sure to provide a link to it. Yeah. I will be sure to provide a link to all of your socials and where your music, wherever you want me to send people for your music. And, yeah. Uh, if you're, if you got a link tree or whatever, any of that kind of I crap. sure do. Well, that's good. And yeah. we'll provide all that stuff too. Um, what have we not covered? Did we cover everything? Got anything you want to tell anyone? No. Nope. Are you playing out in a lake? Is there a way? Yeah, yeah. Do, do you post about it when you're yeah. going to do that? Okay. I post about it. So if we follow, if we follow you on your Instagram, we'll see that. Yep. Be you were you were in town for a pitch meeting. I was yeah. I was in town um, for a pitch meeting. Which I have a mutual friend, McKenna Hartland, uh, who's from Chicago, and I played with amazing her a bunch singer, of, amazing singer. And Horace just met her, and I I was like, I know that Horace is going to love this chick, but also yeah, she's um, great. You know, you got to showcase your music on yep. that thing and make a bunch of. Nat- Who is your? Uh, can you can you tell me a little bit about that? Because I honestly don't know what that is. I've heard of tight, it, man. but yeah, I got, it's, I got it's, no idea. It's really sick. It's like they they feature a singer every week, um, and then they also allow people to sign up and like do one of their songs, and people bring in charts. Mm-hmm. And the band just like puts together an arrangement on the spot, and it always sounds really. But they killing. also just played the Ryman, like as the house band they, for like a special night that Whiskey Jam put on at the. Yeah, Ryman. it was Whiskey Jam X pitch meeting for yeah. Whiskey Jam's uh, so ten year anniversary. All local players. I mean, sold sometimes out the it's like famous people, but like, well, they, yeah, no, they. Well, it, the house band was all. Local yeah, it was yeah, the, the, heavy yes, the house band is is basically it's Lindsay L's band plus a couple of other people. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really cool. Who's also extremely good didn't, at guitar? Didn't Nate Felt Lindsay Ellis? I did not know that. Yo, she rips. You didn't know that Lindsay L played guitar? I knew that she played, but I haven't really heard her. No, she's she's like good, good. Out. It's it's crazy. That's awesome. I believe it because she surrounds herself with amazing musicians. Yeah, like I, I knew that she played, and I knew that she could like definitely hold her own. But then she like did this extended solo at the Ryman, and I was like, I like ran out to see who it was. No, it was her. She okay. Fucking slays. Me. I've seen her a couple of times, but she is great, and her band's yeah. good. I don't know who was playing drums or whatever last night, but for a while, uh, I cannot remember the guy's name, but. I mean, he he was something Crutcher. Um, he was. No, I think he Crutcher's the keyboard player. Thumped, oh, is it? Man. Okay, okay. David Crutcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember who they got on drums, but I've also either. not been to pitch meeting while Lindsay was there. I've been to it. Uh, yeah, I think a couple of times, and she wasn't there both times. But um, Lyndon, you're editing this episode again. I'm because <laughs> I'm talking so much. <laughs> Um, no, but it's really cool that you did pitch meeting. Yeah, that was really I love fun. that you got to see the Ryman thing, man. Yeah, it was that's, very nice of them great. to bring me out. Had here. you been in the Ryman before? No, never. It's a cool place, very, man. I've yeah. seen two comedy shows there, and I've we seen, saw Herbie there. I've seen wow. Bill Burr there twice. I saw Bill Burr's Herbie great. there, and I saw a tribute to Guy Clark there. You said Harvey? Yeah, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, tribute to Harvey Weinstein. Clark Jr. Seville. <laughs> Jr., yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, did I not say that? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Horace Bray. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Gear and Beer Podcast. 
Make sure and subscribe and turn on notifications for our channels. And if you haven't already, follow our Instagram and YouTube channels. We truly appreciate your support and ask that you please tell anyone you know whom you think might be interested in our podcast about gear and beer to help us grow and continue bringing in great guests from around the industry and beyond. Thanks again, and until the next episode.